Welcome to the Conversation Speaking With podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast series on iTunes or through TuneIn Radio. Today we're talking to the new Chief Commissioner of the Greater Sydney Commission, Lucy Turnbull. The new commission is responsible for metropolitan planning in partnership with local and state government. And they say they'll be working closely with local councils and communities to help Sydney-siders get the most out of their neighbourhoods and suburbs. But I don't see this as taking away authority from local government. I actually see it as, as devolving power away from the minister. The Commission will have the power to create plans that will guide urban development across the city. And the Commission will have to work with local councils on the development of planning controls. But they'll also have the power to drop their own proposals and require councils to agree to them. Some urban planners have questioned the idea of planning Sydney from the top down through an independent Greater Sydney Commission. They've argued that the Commission places too much political power in an undemocratically elected independent body. I'm speaking with Lucy Turnbull about the Greater Sydney Commission and the politics of urban planning in Sydney. Uh, Lucy Turnbull, thanks for joining me. Yeah. You've got some experience working at the top level of local government here in Sydney, and you know how state and local government works. Can you explain what the Commission's mandate is and how it will function in practice in Sydney? Well, I think that the key verbs that the GSC, Greater Sydney Commission, needs to be guided and informed by is the idea of collaboration, collaborating, coordinating, integrating, and working and engaging engaging across a wide range of stakeholder groups and, and citizens, indeed, the citizens. So it's all about bringing together the various threads of, of uh, metropolitan governance so that everything can be done um, in a well-considered, balanced way. For example, uh, land use planning decisions need to be taken in the context of infrastructure planning decisions and vice versa. If there are huge pieces of infrastructure investment, then the opportunities for for um, densification of land use needs to be taken into account so that we can produce a livable, affordable, sustainable, ec you know, in, uh, economically successful and socially, and, and socially successful um, city for the future. Can you just tell me some of the mechanisms that you've put in place in terms of the organisation and governance to make sure that that happens? Well, in the Act, there are, you know, the, the, the Act sets out that there are uh, 10 com commissioners. There are four commissioners at large for Metropolitan Sydney, including myself as the Chief Commissioner. There's an Economic Commissioner, there's a Social Commissioner, and there's an Environmental Commissioner. Uh, they're the co Sydney Commissioners at large. And then there are six district commissioners uh, for the, the north, the central area of Sydney, the south of Sydney, the uh, the west, the central west, which is where we are now in Parramatta, and the southwest, and, and, and the south, oh, sorry, and the south, the southwest, and the west, and the central west. So there are six districts in metropolitan Sydney, which were formerly known as sub-regions. And the, uh, and the, and the, each of those districts needs a district plan which will be done this year. We're planning on putting them out for advertisement later this year. Uh, we have a 12-month um, 
deadline, which which would take us to the 27th of January next year, but we'd very much like to put them out for advertisement and for consideration for the couple of months over Christmas. Can you tell me why we need the Commission in Sydney at this time? I think we need the Commission because there's been a bit of a gap between the level at which state government operates, which operates, at a, if you like, at a very high and very strategic level on the one hand, and uh, the scale and the and the, if you like, the the administrative reach and realm of local government, with there being forty-one local government areas in inside Sydney, there's a been a bit of a a, a gap between the size that state government operates at the the size that a lot of local government operates. So that the intention of the Greater Sydney Commission is actually to be a bridge, so that there can be an entity, an enterprise like like the Greater Sydney Commission. Which sees looks looks at Sydney as a metropolitan entity. Can you tell me what's uh, first up on the agenda for the commission? What are we likely to be seeing uh, rolling out in the next? Few well, months? there are lots and lots of things happening simultaneously. One of the one of the big um, missions for this year, as I mentioned, is the creation of the six district plans, uh, which will be you know informed by the Greater Sydney Commissioners working with the relevant district commissioner and the. Um, and the uh, staff and the staff here and also at uh, the Department of Planning will be key to delivering that. What's really important is the level of collaboration we have with local government in the preparation of those district plans. We also have a lot of other things to consider, to consider. for example, how best to coordinate the planning and the land use and the infrastructure expenditure around the creation of uh, the Badgerys Creek Second Airport and the land use planning and, you know, employment land planning around and, you know, adjacent to Badgerys Creek. There's a lot of huge amount of investment uh, being made in this Parramatta region at the moment, Parramatta City at the moment, um, you know, starting at Westmead. Billions of dollars are being spent at the Westmead um, Health and Education Precinct, um, the light rail here at Parramatta, which will run from here to the Olympic Park, and, um, and education investment, investment in just about everything. And there's a uh, there's a huge amount of investment going on here, and we've got to make sure that's well coordinated, and every and all the decisions are well made in the context of everything else that's going on. Very, very big job for integration. We also, you know, we also need to advise the government, um, and it's in the list of priorities that were given written to me as the chief commissioner by the planning minister, who's our responsible minister. Are a lot of um, thinking that we need to do about how to ensure resilience, how to ensure best practice community engagement for district planning and for, for general purposes as well, um, you know, and how to, you know, global best practice models for integrating land use and infrastructure planning. And also, I think very interestingly, and we're not, we're not able to get to this right now, but I would, I'd, I'd like in the short to medium term, to develop to develop um, pathways to developing an evidence-based tool for triple bottom line decision making for you know for government when they're dis considering major investments or decisions affecting cities. I want to touch on this idea of bringing quite diverse groups together to plan a city, and there's probably three key groups that have taken a very keen interest in the planning out of our cities, certainly in the last uh, ten years. Uh, I've mentioned government, but there's also the people of Sydney, which you have mentioned as well, and then there's the private sector, and particularly private sector developers. But I guess just let's stay with government for a second. Um, how's the Commission going to interact and manage councils, given that some councils think that the Commission might 
dilute their decision-making roles or indeed take some power away from them. No, well, uh, the key the key to our effectiveness will be the extent to which we can collaborate and work with local government on the one hand and the various departments of state government on the other, uh, and so and that's that's a key one of our one of our um, you know, imperatives, and and we're going to um, start doing that by in, in in you know asking uh, representatives of the local governments in each district to come in and talk to us about what their priorities and their concerns and their you know their 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 issues are in in their particular local government area. We need to have a very close engagement with local government as part of the district planning process. Mm. And do you think you'll get good buy-in from local government? I hope so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's also been talk at various points about a federally directed national urban policy, and I know that that's largely uh, on the back burner for now. But I was wondering. What is the interaction going to be between the Commission and the federal government, if any? I mean, do you see them...? Well, in, in the letter of priorities, um, the Minister refers to um, uh, innovation in tri-government tri city-making outcomes, um, you know, i.e. between federal, state and local government outcomes for, for um, you know, for finance, value capture, governance and reporting. So that idea, what they call in the UK city deals, could be a fundamentally important way of how we could do our business in key areas like, for example, around Badgerys Creek, etc. Okay, it'll be good to see how that pans out. Uh, let's move on to the private sector. And I noticed the Commission's been doing a lot of roadshows lately and the private sector have had a pretty good uh, run in the in the roadshows. How do you mean? Which ones? Uh, I've seen some uh, Commission staff doing uh, talks for the private sector and talks for developers. I think I saw the CEO do advertise a couple for the property council or something. Uh, she went to speak yeah. to the well. I mean, going and speaking to you know, um, you know, sort of interest groups like uh, urban designers and the property council mm -hmm. is a very good way of covering a lot of bases at one at one lunchtime. So yeah. it's very important. You know, the private sector is going to be key to delivering the planning outcomes. Yeah, we need. I wanted to ask you about that. What role do you see the private sector in playing in moving forward with uh, rolling out these urban redevelopments? Well, there won't be any urban redevelopment without the the investment confidence and um, you know and and you know presence of the private sector in making these investment decisions. The government certainly can't do it on its own. Yep. So they'll be central. Uh, so how will the commission itself work with the private sector? Uh, well, you know, in in the same way, you know, in the same way as I, I guess a local government does, we won't, you know, we won't, in, in a sense we won't, I don't think we'll be quite as close to the private sector as local government typically is when they come in typically for a development application because our uh, development consent role for a start won't be, won't be activated at least till mid-July. The commissioners at large won't be... Um, you know, determining any rezonings or, or you know, sort of planning development applications, that's really a role for the district commissioners. Mm. But I think it's always really, really important to engage with the public sector in a very strategic way because, because they often have an understanding of what the variabilities are as to whether the plans and the objectives are actually deliverable in any economic, economically, you know, reasonably, you know, way, economically... Um, I guess, passable way. Mm. So they'll have a, a role to play. Uh, everyone in, has a role to play. Everyone has a role to play. Everyone has a role to play. Yep. Local government has a role to play. The private sector has a role to play. The various government departments that sit at the commission table have a role to play. The whole idea is that it, the, the, uh, the work and the, and, the, um, and the modus operandi of the commission is very much about 
working the way the world does, which is in a collaborative and and um, you know sort of uh, you know sort of uh, collegiate way, I guess. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to talk then about local communities. There's been a lot of talk over the last five years, particularly from the state planning department, about including citizens in the planning of their cities. I think that you know people are really willing and wanting to have a say. Given that much of what the Commission will do will affect Sydney siders, how will they be consulted and included into the planning decision making? Well, that was, that's a very important part of our role is to ensure that best, best practice citizen engagement models are used. But just taking a step back a bit, before we advertise our draft district plans later this year, what we're very keen to do is to um, put out for public information and consideration and comment uh, the evidence base that we'll be using to inform the creation of our district plans so that when our district plans are presented to, for community um, comment and, and engagement around that, uh, around, around those plans, people will clearly have had the opportunity to understand the assumptions that we've made in crafting those plans. I think that sometimes that's been a missing piece that you advertise a strategic plan and people say, well, why have you said that? We want to sort of stop that, you know, kind of mystery. We want people to understand clearly the evidence that we've used to make to make informed decisions about how how we should plan for our city's future. The, another thing we're going to do in that respect is to have, um, you know, assessments in public. So when we when we put our um, plans out for public consultation at a district level, um, the com you know um, the CEO and myself at least, and probably the relevant district commissioner too, will be available for comment and questioning and, you know, inter inter interrogation, not, not sort of as in police interrogation, but, you know, as, you know, that people can come in and actually ask us why we've done this this way, you know, why haven't you done it that way, so that there can be some testing of how we've gone about our work. Um, that's, I guess, talking about the long-term strategic visions that you'll create. For They're the certain, district plans. Yeah, the yeah. district plans. Um, I guess what we've seen in the past is local communities a tension between their short-term goals and some long-term strategic plans. Have you got any ideas for how you might deal with the, some of the short-termism that exists in local community opposition and balancing that against a long-term plan for a city? Well, that's always that's always an interesting an interesting task of any governing body or authority or commission, and and that's very very important. But I think I think that um, there are pathways for communication so that. As I said, so people can understand the strategic framework within which which we're operating, so that at least when we take a decision which may not, which may not necessarily be seen to be in their interests, that we can explain that we're doing it for a reason. That in fact there are enormous benefits for what we're doing. Say, um, in some cases, increasing the supply of housing in local districts may seem counterintuitive for some people, but if areas are going to be at all affordable places to live, we need to increase the supply of housing. I think that's certainly true. Talking about balancing goals, I wonder about the commissions, how they're going to manage all of what's great about the Sydney. So things like the social and material heritage, the unique character of different neighbourhoods, mm. open and green public spaces, how you might manage that with the introduction of more housing, increasing housing density, providing new transport, schools, uh, hospital infrastructure, and also the full suite of sort of social services that mm. need to go around that type of big, large-scale urban intervention. Mm. Well, obviously, heritage 
and green space is fundamentally important. And I think that people will be very encouraged to see that one of our mandates really is to um, roll out what the government architect um, developed in the last few years, something called the Green Grid, where one of our key tasks is to re-green, re reintegrate the, a green grid right across metropolitan Sydney, which I think will have a positively transformational impact on communities. Mm. Finally, I'd like to ask you about the politics of the Greater Sydney Commission and some urban planners, and I'm guilty of this, I've written about the politics of planning. Um, I would argue that planning Sydney is really a political process. And I've been a little bit sceptical of the idea of uh, planning Sydney from the top down, and maybe the Commission fits into that category. I'd like to ask you about that. Would you agree that planning Sydney is a political process that needs to be negotiated? Or do you see the Commission as taking a leading role in getting the job done? Or is there a third way in all of this? Well, the, the third way is actually what we're planning to implement, which is Government 3.0, which is, as I've mentioned before, an integrated, collaborative and, um, and um, coordinated way of delivering what is needed to support Sydney's very high levels of population growth. I mean, you, I, I would argue that you need some kind of strategic linkage between the various levels of government to, de to deliver that because I think that until quite recently there has been a massive underinvestment in infrastructure and housing and integrated planning to deliver good growth. And that's our fundamental objective is to deliver good positive growth in the sense of enhancing livability, not diminishing livability, enhancing connectivity. When you've got a metropolitan area the size the footprint of Sydney, which is a very low density one by international standards, the, the, the low connectivity between various parts of the city and other parts actually diminishes us all because it creates, um, it, it, you know, it creates, a, it, you know, it creates a, um, an environment of less social connectivity and of, and of isolation. Our mandate is to create, among many other things, but a well-planned, really polycentric city where you have the city of Sydney on, on the eastern edge. It's a, you know, the paradox is people think that's the centre. It's not on the centre, it's right on the edge. Parramatta, which is right in the middle, and the other, the other big urban strategic centres like the Penrith, the Liverpools, the Campbelltowns, et cetera, et cetera, to actually make all those poly centres work and to make them really well connected. Mm. I think it'll be, a, yeah, it'll be a challenge. It'll be interesting to watch because I think that balancing the kind of directional thrust that the Commission will need to have to drive forward a long-term strategic plan with the kind of uh, nimbleness that you'll need to take on the views of local communities in the private sector. I'm interested to see how that pans out. On a more critical note, some urban planning law scholars have argued that the Commission takes too much political power away from the uh, local government. They've argued that the Commission really is an, an undemocratic body and that they are arguing that um, maybe cities are better planned through planning departments that are democratically elected and accountable. How would you respond to that? Well, I think that um, I think that I think that we are our whole purpose is to be extremely accountable, extremely accountable. I think what what's conspicuous with the creation of the Greater Sydney Commission is that in fact the planning minister, the person who's devolved power and authority, in fact, is the planning minister who has devolved his plan making making powers, which is he or she has has long ha had and held to the commission that um, that also the power for say rezoning um, is you know along you know sort of alongside the district plans is handed over to the commission 
rather than the minister. And and I think that the forum, the forum for deliberation, if you like, at these planning panels where where these um, issues will be considered, will be open and public. And I think that's a big that's a big step forward. I don't see this as taking away authority from local government. I actually see it as as devolving power away from the minister. Right. So you'd see the, for instance, the engagement of communities at the local level on these plans as the democratic process in action in in the city, as opposed to uh, the state government planning cities through uh, within government. Perhaps. Well, it will be. It will be very. It will. I think it will be. It will in its character and its flavour. It will be very citizen engaged. That's the whole idea. Um, can you just wrap up by telling me where the commission will be in one or two years from now? What, well, will, you, what, what will be happening? Well, I think I think we will have, um, you know, advertised our district plans, and and they'll be, you know, they'll be put out for public con- consultation, and we'll get some comments, and we'll make some amendments, and then hopefully they'll be concluded, will be finalised, and they should inform the new uh, local environment plans that local governments will work with. Um, traditionally, there has always been there have always been sub-regional plans, but they have, if you like, been the the part the missing piece in the hierarchy of plans that haven't really been tracked or monitored or or, or followed very closely. One of the big um, projects that we have to do is to develop what's called a city dashboard, a Sydney dashboard, so that we can see how we're performing in terms of delivery of housing, where jobs are being created all the livability indicators, air quality, water quality, you know, um, et cetera, et cetera, as, as well as, you know, envi- environmental quality as well, and, um, you know, edu- delivery of education services, et cetera. So, so, so the whole intention is to create much greater clarity and transparency about how Sydney is functioning, um, and that, that will be done, you know, through time. So that'll be a big, a big step forward because... You know, if you need the whole... The, I think one of the principal intentions of the Greater Sydney Commission is that if you want a smart city, you have to have smart governance. And the idea of the of the Greater Sydney Commission is actually to deliver that smart governance. And one of the key tools for smart governance is the new dashboard, which will be, um, you know, um, curating, collating, bringing together data about Sydney's performance to, pub- to the public's attention in a way that's never happened before. So it's all about better governance, it's all about transparency and it's all about greater accountability. Sounds like a perfect place to finish. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much.